Cool. Pretty cool guitar solo, huh? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I'll explain uh, why I put that little segment as my intro for this episode. Um, first off, my friend Jake, good buddy of mine, who will I, I, I'll mention in the, I guess the the topics I'll be going over in this podcast. Uh, my friend Jake will be working on an intro that will probably stay the same throughout the duration of my podcast. Um, if I go for a long period of time, who knows, maybe I'll change that one in the future, but it's in the works. But for now, I'm using, I think, I think it's copyrighted music. Not sure if I can get in trouble, but hopefully not. Uh, anyways, um, welcome to What the Hell Are We Doing? Uh, this is the podcast where the main motivation is for me to develop my speaking skills and its secondary function is to entertain whoever listens. So um, if you've managed to stumble across this podcast, uh, I encourage you to stay. I think I'm pretty entertaining. Um, and yeah, enjoy. So just to reiterate a point, the title of this podcast is what the hell are we doing and for today's episode we are going over my life up to where up to where i am now no one requested this um but it's something that i i often find myself looking back on and i guess it's normal for people to reflect on themselves i hope that's normal i hope it's not like some uh, narcissistic habit tendency uh, for me to think so much about what I've done in the past and wonder how it led up to where I am today but I do think it's interesting but it might not be that interesting but it could be interesting point is I'm gonna go over it if you happen to find yourself listening to this cool you'll know a little bit more about me and if not we'll Maybe you'll like the next episode. But for for the time being, yeah, this episode is going to be what the hell are we doing? Going over my life. That sounds a lot cooler. All right, so here we go. So to start off, I have a little agenda for me to follow, I guess a a little script. Um, So the first main section is the intro. And this intro, uh, basically, my name is Miguel, Miguel Olivera. Uh, I'm currently the age of 20 years old, 20 years young, um, born in May, May 12th of 2001, and I, I, at the time of this recording, I have like six, six months or so, five months until I am of legal age to start drinking. Um, where I'm from, I'm from South Texas. I was born and raised in South Texas. That's all I really know. Um, as far as traveling throughout my life uh i can't really say i've ever been anywhere outside of the united states Mm. yeah for for i guess for the sake of not giving myself too much credit i really haven't traveled outside of the united states um i know i've been to tennessee i would go to oklahoma for some summer camps i've been to california florida Hmm. Oh, New Mexico. But that's that's about it. Can't I can't recall 
traveling anywhere else. So that, that the point I'm trying to make is all I know is like the RGV life, you know, ah, RGV. Anyways, um, I currently attend the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley and I am studying mechanical engineering. I'm getting a bachelor's in mechanical engineering and I think up to now it's been a pretty good choice for me. I got lucky. You know, I, I got lucky that I decided to stick with something that I initially did not really enjoy, but I came to like it a lot when I realized mm, just how how cool it can be or how cool you could make it pretty much. So yeah, like it is what you make it kind of kind of cliche, but that's honestly what it is um, literally. And uh, I don't know if that's a metaphor. I wasn't good at English. Anyways, um, so that's my intro. You know a little bit about me. I don't know my height. You know, sometimes I go to the doctor. It's 5'8". I go to a different doctor and it's like 5'11". Uh, clearly, that's a pretty big difference with respect to height and how much people grow. Um, but for the sake of this podcast, I'll give myself a little bit more. I'll just say I'm 5'10". And stick with that. And please, no one challenge me on that. It's not my personality, I don't think. Um, yeah, just let me have this, please. Um, I got black hair. I don't know. I'm wearing shorts right now. Some uh, some Air Jordan slippers, right? With my uh, boot socks from work. Um, oh, that's another thing I can tell you guys. I'm currently interning at Toyota as an assembly maintenance engineer. It's been pretty cool, but I'm already wrapping it up. Uh, by December 17th, I'll be out of San Antonio, currently living in San Antonio. Um, do not bother finding me, please. And yeah, it's been pretty fun. Uh, this past summer, I spent three months in Spring, Texas, which is between the Woodlands and Houston. And my business there was interning with ExxonMobil as a Mexico pricing intern where my daily duties involved pricing gas um, at 23 sites in Michoacan, Mexico, or Mexico, right? Um, I learned a lot from that, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing uh, the past, I guess, half year. Um, maybe a little bit more than half a year. But anyways, moving on. Um, we can get into the portion of the background of my life. So, like I said, I was born May 12, 2001, right? Uh, the way it goes is my head was so big, I think I delayed my birth by like a day or two. Or it took multiple days for me to actually pop out of my mom. Uh, <laughs> um, my mom's mother, her name is Melissa. My father, Leo, um, they're great parents. Uh, they raised me. They're still in my life, thankfully. Um, they also... Uh, I mean... I'm not really going to give too much of my parents' info away because this is supposed to be about, about me. But um, ever since, I guess, me and my brother were born, they've been in South Texas as well. Um, but they, that that's not where they're originally from. Um I'm not a first-generation Hispanic student. My dad and mom actually were the first ones um, to attend university, and they both got their degrees, um, so they're doing great. 
set the example for me and um, I guess we can start off there. So don't remember much about my early life except the one time where I wanted to ride a four-wheeler at my Theo Eddie's house and I was so stubborn to like to want to ride it by myself. I, I don't know what age I was. I'm going to throw out six, six years old just to be safe because I don't think I'm four, but I don't think I was dumb enough at 10 years old to make the de- decision I made at six years old. So just say I'm six. Um, my mom warned that she should go with me and she got on the, the four wheeler with me. Right. Um, the thing is it wasn't able to support two people. Right. And so, I mean, everyone agreed that I should go by myself cause you know, boys will be boys quote, quote unquote. I don't know if that's applicable to this. Um, so they let me go and I didn't know how to control the speed. I didn't know how to stop. Um, I remember touching, I don't know if I had a muffler, but there was a part of it that was very hot. And I remember like my leg burning. Uh, but anyways, um, the setup is like, you have a house followed by like a, a small hill and it leads into like a, a stretch of grass. And then beyond that stretch of grass, there's like a, a homemade baseball field with actual bases you know these bases stick out of the ground they're I guess kind of mounted into the ground Um, so they're pretty sturdy like if you went up and kicked it it would kick you back and it would hurt Um, it's not one of those flimsy bases that you buy at like Walmart that are kind of squishy these are like solid or in between solid and squishy they're like firm all right Um, so that's that's an important detail because of what comes up next. Um, I was driving the four wheeler down that hill into that stretch of grass, um, and the only thing I vaguely remember is seeing the base. And I after that I was kind of in the air, and after that I was on the floor, and I remember like. If you've ever, ever ever played a Call of Duty video games or ever played Call of Duty video games, um, there's some missions where like something goes down and now your vision's blurry and like you just hear this ringing in your ears like, ee! right? And your vision's blurry and you're like swaying side to side. That's exactly how I felt, or at least that's exactly how I think I felt. Like I remember, again, very vaguely what was going on. I remember seeing my deals like running like full speed down that hill to to kind of go and I guess rescue me. Um, I remember just like laying there and it's weird. Like I feel like if there was ever a situation where I was like terribly injured and I had the option of just like sleeping or getting up and trying to get help, I'd more than likely go to sleep. It was very tempting. Um, to go to sleep and that I guess that's a story for later on because it happens when I'm driving too it's only happened once but still one one time is enough right anyways um yeah so moving on from that um yeah I remember like everyone freaking out because they thought I died pretty much um it would have been like 10 times worse if that four-wheeler had landed on me but thank god um it did not um I remember having a scrape 
and my mom wanting to put, I'm assuming it was like something similar to Neosporin, but she called it monkey's blood. Um, and I don't know if that was like some weird trick to try and get me to take the, the Neosporin to, I guess, ease my, my scrapes and cuts. Uh, but I didn't want it. And it was like, Oh, like take me to the hospital. And she's like, Oh yeah, they take you to the hospital. Cause you think you have a broken bone. You're going to get needles in you, you know? Um, and yeah, long story short, I did not need medical attention aside from like your typical home first aid kit stuff. Thank, thank God, you know, like my life would be so different if I came out, um, hmm, uh, very injured, like lifelong injuries, you know, that would suck. Um, but thankfully I, I walked away like a badass unscathed, except for those minor cuts and bruises. Um, but anyways, that was that was my shenanigans as a little kid. Um, uh, I like sports, or well, <laughs> if you know me now, right? You wouldn't kind of can't tell that I used to play sports, but I, I love playing soccer, and I loved flag football. Mm, never got into tackle football, uh, and I'm low. I mean, I. Ha- I'm conflicted about that, but at this point in my life, it doesn't really matter because I'm already past that that stage, right? But um, never really played tackle football outside of family events, uh, which were crazy. Um, what else? Yeah, I enjoyed soccer. Had a big head. My favorite haircut when I was a little kid was getting a straight buzz cut, and I thought I was I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I've tried going back to that now and I honestly think I could rock it but there's some people in my life who don't agree and that's also for another time so back back to back to the topic at hand Mm, let's go into um, my time at school I went to a private school the first uh, I want to say 12 13 years of my life um, sorry, everything from pre-K up till sixth grade, I went to private school. Um, I made some really great friends. And the reason why I made some great friends is because at private or at the private school I went to, the class size was maybe at most 25 students, 20 to 25 students. And that's how it was. Um, the key players in this story from my private school time uh, were the ones who stuck with me pretty much from pre-K up to sixth grade. Um, so just to name a few, like off the top of my head, we had, uh, Alisa, Sarah, Andrew, we had Christopher, RJ, Brian, uh, Noreen, we had Cyrus, um, who else? Victoria, Jasmine, Sarah, Sarah, (laughs) Marcus, bro, um, Hmm. Yeah, at the moment, those were the main players, um, my my homies, you know. Um, so I, I stuck with them through private school pretty long time. I'm very grateful for them. I still keep in touch with some of them, but um, honestly, it's like some more than others. And uh, it is what it is, you know. It's something I could work on, but um, it's hard, you know, it's hard. Um, private school was pretty cool. Uh, going, starting off, it was pretty cool. Um, that's all I knew really. Uh, I had never gone to, (laughs) I'd never gone to public school or anything like that. 
uh, all my cousins did. So, I mean, I got a small taste of what it was like. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool overall. Uh, as far as stories go, I don't really have any stories I think I want to share. Um, I remember partaking in their robotics class or robotics course, robotics after school club. That's what it was. Um, it was kind of slow though, kind of hard to find someone dedicated to, I guess, teaching us the basics of like what block block programming. I believe that's what it's called where you just drag and drop and hope for the best you can edit some parameters in those blocks, you know, you can uh, tweak some things. Um, so great introduction to programming, but I didn't really stick with it. Um, yeah, a lot of my, a lot of my mentors came from that, that private school, which also ended up doubling as my church. Um, around fifth grade, we, we switched from Catholicism to, uh, non-denominational Christianity, I believe. I Don't ask me to explain, uh, but yes, I, I am a Christian. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's, that's about all I can think of as far as that goes. I got some great mentors. Mr. A, we have Mr. Cruz. Um, I, I love their church band. You know, they're pretty talented individuals. Um, Prior to, to, I guess, graduating high school, I, I wanted to pursue a spot on the on the church band because they're pretty cool. And they're pretty good at what they do. Uh, but I never really gained the courage to actually go and uh, try out or I, I wasn't confident in myself. And that, that's going to be a big theme as I talk throughout the background of my life. Confidence was a big issue for me. Uh, and I'm not sure where it stemmed from. Because if you were to see my mom, she's very outgoing, uh, very fun to like be around. Same thing with my dad. Um, he, well, once once you start talking to him a little bit more, he's pretty outgoing, you know. Uh, my brother too. That guy's pretty outgoing. Um, and I, I'd say I'm outgoing with people I'm comfortable with. But as far as like when I first or initially meet people, it's I'm very reserved, and I think it still carries on with me today. But um, there was, there was a point in time in my life where it was like, like, don't talk to me, not in a threatening way. It's just, you know, I, I, I lurked in the shadows, you know? Um, yeah. And I, I mean, looking back on it, it was probably more than likely something to do with my confidence issues. Aside from that though, <laughs> I know I was socially awkward, like to the, to the max, like to the extreme, um, there wasn't a day where I'd go on in school where I wasn't told, man, you're so awkward. And it didn't really sting at the time, you know, because I was so quirky. Uh, I was um, not quirky. Uh, I was different. You know, I was weird. I was happy with being weird. Um, but at the same time, right, if someone meant weird as an insult, that stung like a lot. And I, I don't know why. Uh, but there was just certain moments in life where it's like, uh, I don't know, people's words can hurt, um, especially when you're at a stage where you don't, you're not really confident in yourself. Uh, but that, that, I guess that can come up as a story in this next uh, portion where I kind of discuss my time in middle school, right? Um, yeah, I mean, 
uh, maybe my life isn't that interesting, but I'm I'm going through what I know best or what I recall the best, you know. Um, middle school at this time, I've already purchased an Xbox, playing Modern Warfare Two with my cousins. Um, shout out to uh, Kika, James, Omar, uh, Diego. Um, who else? Mm, Jerry. Uh, Jeremiah yeah Jerry I play with Jerry I played some video games with my brother as well um, pretty cool pretty fun um, oh man I skipped out on the portion of discovering Minecraft that was pretty crazy but I don't I don't have enough details to actually make it an interesting story so I'm gonna skip on that um, my time at my private school lasted up until sixth grade and I, I believe that's when normal I guess public schools start their middle school, middle school curriculum teaching. I believe it's like sixth, sixth grade to eighth grade. Um, for me, it was sixth grade spent in private school, which I think that's when most of the, um, school drama started, uh, taking place, but I, I don't have many details for you guys, many juicy details, mainly because I was not focused on that. Um, but, oh man, I think I was the center of a lot of that drama unintentionally. Um, yeah, I think it was just unintentional. It was bad timing. It was at a time where all of us were growing up and, uh, some of us were more rebellious than others and some of us just did not care and it was a struggle. We all made it thankfully though. Um, and yeah, my time in sixth grade was very interesting. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving on to the next. Sec- All right. So back to my middle school time. Uh, after sixth grade. Um, ah, OK. Actually, let's backtrack a little bit. Mm, my brother's two years older than I am. So when I was in fourth grade, he was in sixth. And when I was in fifth, he was in seventh. And like I said, um, my private school time and his private school time were cut at sixth grade as we transitioned to a public school in seventh grade. Um, My brother being the first one or the oldest uh, in my family or in terms of siblings, I only have one sibling, my brother, Luis. um, He was the guinea pig for uh, this this. this middle school called South Texas Preparatory Academy, STPA. Um, And he seemed to really enjoy it. Uh, From my point of view, or my perspective, right? I'm not speaking out of his mouth, I'm speaking out of mine. From my perspective, it seemed like he was enjoying it. The friends he made seemed pretty cool. Um, And I know he started doing a lot of public speaking, which was pretty cool. Pretty cool to see that. At the time, I didn't understand, but looking back on it... um, like, damn, like I, I did not have the confidence to, uh, it, it was, it was public speaking, but it was, I, I think something close to debate, you know, and I, I did not have the ability or ability to speak at that level. And I did not have that confidence in myself to, I guess, develop those skills. Um, but looking back on it, that definitely would have been a cool thing to be in, uh, just because I wouldn't, be making this podcast, you know, I'd be an expert speaker and no one would be able to argue against me because I'm a master debater. (sighs) Anyways, uh, (laughs) 
uh, moving on. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, got to see my brother do a lot of that stuff. Pretty interesting. Uh, I think it was UIL meets. He did a lot of that. Uh, he started getting more active in the 4-H program at my old private school. So we didn't necessarily leave that private school completely. Uh, it's just in terms of our education, we left um, to, to SDPA. Uh, but my brother continued with 4-H, and I, I believe he started with uh, horticulture, uh, raising a plant, and fit photography. So uh, at this time, he started uh, dabbling with Photoshop, which was pretty cool. Again, at the time, didn't think it was cool. Uh, my, my main focus was uh, Modern Warfare 2 uh, or, or Black Ops 1 Zombies, which was awesome and a great part of my life, and I'm grateful for video games. Anyways, um, so put that aside, my brother was the guinea pig, he seemed to like it, so I went next. Um, by the time I entered seventh grade, my brother was a freshman at a school, which we can cover later on. Uh, my time as a freshman was spent in Mr. Rod's first period science class. Uh, this was like the best, I think the best intro to public school I could have ever had. Uh, but before we get to that, I just wanted to bring up a story. Prior to entering middle school, uh, I mentioned that I had never been to public school before. Um, but I got into Korean martial arts, you know, uh, as a hobby. Uh, my brother did it, so I did it. And um, long story short, there's like this one blocking technique where you like take your left arm and like ball it into a fist and you ball your, your left hand into a fist and then you kind of put it on your right shoulder and then you extend your right arm down over your crotch and also in a bald fist and like you cover your chest and your groin area. And that was something that stuck with me. And oh my God, I remember walking through the hallways at SCPA and every time it looked like someone was about to bump into me, I'd like assume the position, you know, I, I, I'd go into that defense. Not, it wasn't like an intimidating, like, oh, don't mess with me. It was more like, uh, uh, this guy's out to get me or this girl's out to get me when no one gave it a darn about me, you know? Um, yeah, so I was that kid. Um, hmm. Uh, okay, back to the science class. I mean, I made some great friends there. We have uh, Jose Tamez, uh, George. We have Ryan, uh, uh, Diane. We have Jake. We have Daniel. Uh, who else? Who else was in that class? Oh, man. There was, there's a lot more, but there, a lot of those guys... Uh, and girls were, were with me into high school and it was great. It was an awesome time. Um, George happened to be my neighbor's, I think friend or cousin or something like that. Um, so I got close to that guy. Awesome guy, by the way. Um, just because of that, you know, just because of that one connection, that network network. Anyways, um, I got close to that one guy, um, and it was like a great move because my mom would drop me off at middle school, like freaking before the sun even rose, you know? And the first thing I'd have to do is kind of waddle my way to um, the cafeteria. And so I'd go into the cafeteria. It's this giant room, whatever, you know what a cafeteria looks like. But um, I don't know. 
man, nostalgia, you know, uh, blue walls, uh, typical lunch tables. Um, most of the main area had those like, um, flat tables while the, the far left and far right sides were booths. And so I remember, um, you come in from the south entrance of that cafeteria and you take an immediate left and there's like a line of booths, booths, right? B-O-O-T-H-S. And I'd sit on the one as far left as you can go. Like you enter through the south facing north and you take a left and you just go all the way to the last booth. And I would just wait there. And uh, the thing about our Wi-Fi is like initially you could be on YouTube, but after a while you could not. Um, and then I got an iPad and what I would do is for the people who would get there early, which, um, I can't remember who exactly it was. Um, I think Jesus, I remember Jesus. He, I think he would go there and I mean, school didn't start till like eight, eight thirty or something like that. And so I'd literally just pull out like 21 jump street and we'd watch that, uh, can't think of any other movies I'd play, but there were stupid movies, you know, like, uh, like, I don't know. It was was just, uh, an odd time. Um, but yeah, those are some memories I have. Uh, I was in cycling club in middle school. So I, uh, kind of, kind of oddball there, you know, kind of out of nowhere, I joined the cycling club and we do uh, racing in Brownsville at the Brownsville, I guess, nature tracks and goddamn the amount of times I, I fell and like bruised myself were insane but it was a lot of fun it built character and um the one song I would listen to on the way to those competitions was sweater weather sweat sweater weather uh yeah uh what else what other songs did I listen to I think I think this was the time where I was listening to Minecraft uh as well from the Yogs cast um, yeah, ah, I, uh, another key, key character in this story is my friend Raph Boick, uh, I met him in seventh grade, we also had Mr. Rod's class, and we had Miss Brown's class, um, was that seventh grade? Yes, that was seventh grade, Miss Brown's class, uh, I had Miss Figueroa for my ELA, um, class, Mr., Mr. Lira for my tech apps, and, uh, my friend George and I were, like, always sitting next to each other. I have some videos on my Instagram. If you're interested, you just scroll all the way down and you'll find us. Um, yeah, that's like 4,000 posts that you have to go through, but whatever. Uh, Mr. Lida's class was great. Um, I remember Miss Longoria's history course with Jose. Uh, I remember Miss Brown's class. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, PE was pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's it. Like, PE was pretty cool. Um, hmm. There's this uh, this this designated time period. I think on Fridays, uh, where you'd basically do whatever you wanted. Um, you'd sign up for stuff in the beginning, and then after that, like you you can go play soccer on Fridays, like last thirty minutes to an hour of class or or of your school day, or you can do something like educational, like. Oh, like UIL preparation or something like that. It's something for the nerds. Um, football, I'm pretty sure football was a thing. There was a culinary arts. I know that was a thing. Robotics, probably. 
it was pretty cool. Uh, there was a variety of things that you can do. I'm not too sure if they still do it, but that was a great um, part of my middle school time. Uh, but going back to as far as like how I carried myself and how I was, um, I was the guy who would wear the same hoodie every day. Um, and I would let my hair just kind of drape over my forehead and it looked nasty. <laughs> and I, I did not care about how I looked at the time. Did not care about any of that style. Still don't have any, you know, uh, brains i did not have any at the time i was very very dumb uh or not dumb i just didn't care about school uh yeah so confidence damn like us like if you were to measure my confidence from uh my height right my feet to my head you'd have to go lower than my feet like it was it was abysmal abysmal you know it was it was below zero negative um yeah, I don't remember what exactly contributed to that, but it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, so I had confidence issues in seventh grade, but I mean, the, the guy group that I hung around with, you know, some of the guys I mentioned earlier, um, Juan, Jesus, Luis, we had George, Jose, Ryan, uh, Jaden Kanab, um, who else? I remember Jordan and Lacho, bro, oh my god, and a couple of, Dio, Dio, bro, uh, anyways, moving on, um, there was, there was quite a, quite a bit of guys who I still keep in touch with, who, uh, you know, been there since middle school, it's been pretty, pretty wild, um, I guess getting to grow up with them, um, but yeah, good times, um, Clash of Clans was at its peak, I think, um, at this time, it was around the time that Clan Wars came out as well. So we had uh, MFPD versus um, um, hmm, I don't know if I can say my other clan name. I would just call them the Munchers. Uh, crazy rivalry, you know. Uh, we do one v ones on, or not one v ones, like I guess clan battles on on Call of Duty and stuff like that. My group would always win because we're the best. Um, and yeah, man, all these memories kind of just pouring in. Uh, fast forward to eighth grade, uh, I met Rachel and Daniela, my uh, my son, like my my best friends, pretty much, uh, or some of my best friends, my best friends. Um, and yeah, super cool. Still with me, still going through throughout life. Uh, as dramatic as that sounds, um, this is like my introduction to. Mm, GTT, Gateway to Technology, where I learned how to use a breadboard, a wire cutter. I learned how to, uh, hot wire, I mean, hot wire to cut uh, expanded polystyrene um, to make dragsters. Excuse me. Yeah, it's a, it was a great class. Kind of piqued my interest in engineering. Um, one, one detail I, I left out uh, growing up was... Um, my dad would always watch the movie Apollo 13, which is about, um, so there's a Apollo missions launched by NASA to, I guess, kind of reach the moon and Apollo 13 was supposed to land on the moon, but there was an issue and they had to basically slingshot around the moon using the moon's gravity and come back to earth, um, safely, you know, that was the goal. I'm not going to spoil it for you, right? 
Uh, but we still have a space program, so that might tell you uh, if they were successful or not. And it's a movie. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, thought it was always cool to be an astronaut. And that dream kind of died down. Uh, I don't think there was anything to really cultivate it. GTT, I think, was what brought that interest back. Um, there was a fascination with math, even though I was terrible at it. It's like, what can you do with this? Well, nothing if you don't know how to use it, you know? So, uh, kind of bummer for me. Um, but yeah, so that's my middle school experience. Eighth grade was great. Um, a lot of the homies still here, still sticking with me or well living their own life but still keeping in touch you know they're a part of my network um yeah i think i think i am okay with finishing middle school at that don't have any stories off the top of my head ah yes i do so seventh and eighth grade i was also the guy who would dress it well, one, no style, but two, when it came to our pep rallies, which were wild, wild pep rallies that the school, all the, like the school body, I mean, okay, it's obvious that the school body participates in it, right? But we didn't have sports, but it was still crazy. Like the amount of comp, comp, competition, comp, competitiveness at those pep rallies was insane. Um, and whoever, whichever team, I think it was like 71, 72, 83, and 84, whichever team one i guess by being the loudest the loudest chance um would get the spirit stick and like bragging rights so uh team 71 tit ans titan titans were the best whatever uh, <laughs> and then uh i was in team 83 um no 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 that's titans is team 83 lancers are team 71 so l-a-n-c-e-r-s lancers lancers are the best and then T-I-T-A-N-S, Titans, Titans were the best. Something like that. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Crazy how that stuck in my mind, right? Um, but yeah, great memories. Um, I wish I kept the journal so I could go over that with you guys, but that's really just a brief overview. Ah, my friend Raph and I played Skyrim a lot, and we talk about it a lot. And he kind of tried getting me into Yu-Gi-Oh! And that was my intro to some, some a group of guys at STPA. We got Gabino, Aaron Chen, Andre Homoy, Dylan Abastias. Uh, we got Amit. Crazy story about Amit. Uh, seventh grade, I was leaving one of the buildings and Amit's like, Hey, you want to buy crack? Uh, that's how... Uh, I shouldn't make fun of his voice. But um, at the time, that's how he sounded, you know, because going to middle school, puberty, whatever. Um, I sounded pretty similar if you go find that video I was talking about earlier in Mr. Lina's class. But anyways, um, I thought he was serious. I thought Amit genuinely wanted to sell me crack. And I later found out that that wasn't the case, thank God. But um, Amit, genius in middle school freaking AR millionaire like Raph I think the day school started complete nerds yeah that's it that's all I have for you um for middle school it was a great time but yeah intro to a group of friends that you'll find in this next portion titled high school 
All right, so here we go with the high school portion. I got about 20 minutes, unless I go past an hour. Honestly, I'm good on time. I'm actually just going to try covering as much as I can. So um, here we go. High school, freshman year. Mm, what happened freshman year? Mm, yes, okay, so I'm still with the same guys. Jose, George, Lachul, um, Luis, William. Uh, I forgot to mention William, but he came in in high school. Um, Diego. Um, yeah, crazy group of guys. Lovely group of guys. Um, Alvaro. We had Emiliano, right? Um, I'm trying to think. Adrian as well. Um, so, yeah, good group of guys. Uh, very funny. I had them for geometry class and that that was like I was like bittersweet because I mean the bitter portion is I could not focus because we were always messing around but the sweet part was how funny that class was uh but I remember a a time where Mr. Montague our geometry teacher got so fed up with one of uh one of my friends who I I don't know if I should say his name I'll just say Diego right he got so fed up with him. He's like, do you ever shut up, man? And if you know Diego, like in high school, I, I I haven't really talked to him recently. Right. But in high school, that guy was like so happy and like, like talkative, you know, like he, he was smart, happy and talkative. And he was buff. You know, he was a he, big guy. Oh, okay. He's like a Ronaldo, you know, from, uh, yeah see anyways um he was that guy pretty much same same embodiment um yeah i've never seen him get so down in a class period or like ever i've never seen him so sad from something someone else has told him and the fact that mr montague just like roasted the guy and rightfully so you know we were being disruptive in this class but like damn that was like uh I actually, I was about to say it had an impact on me, but it had like zero impact. I did not care. I just thought it was funny. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that kind of sets the the tempo for how I treated high school. Um, I remember my technical technical writing course. Um, crazy stuff. We had Khalil and we had Marcella arguing about if Algebra 1 should be offered in middle school. And I remember, uh, I think Marcella's stance was that it should be depending on a student's uh, readiness level. And Muhammad uh, Khalil was like, nah, it's not fair because some students don't have the same opportunities to get advanced, you know, something like that. And I remember it being like a, a heated conversation, but rightfully so. Like it was a, I guess, debate style type of uh, argument. Um, but I mean, at the time, still dealing with confidence issues, me, you know. Um, and so I just kind of watched because uh, they're both super smart, um, driven from what I mean, from my point of view, they seemed very driven. Um, and yeah seemed like they knew what they were doing so to see them both go like butt heads uh was pretty pretty crazy I wish I caught it on camera but you know it is what it is um one thing I remember about freshman year is um the intensity quote in quote unquote intensity of our PE course uh that was the one thing that was uh 
hyped up going into high school. It was like, ah, all the science academy students are fit. Oh, that's another thing. I went to the science academy of South Texas. So that was like one of the things like, ah, all of them are fit because of our PE curriculum, whatever. Yeah. horse crap you know like it was just i don't know it, it was tough but like i mean come on it, it it's tough relative to a school that has zero sports of course it's gonna be tough because no one exercises well of like a handful of students do on their own on their own time you know uh, so yeah that's why it's so tough you know um crazy crazy going into that uh but you know it is what it is um what else Man, I think on Fridays we had an hour lunch. I'm not too sure. Uh, kind of forgot a lot of the traditions. Um, yeah. Uh, first year, freshman year, I pretty much did terrible in terms of school. But I did enjoy our intro to computer science course. That was also, that was pretty cool. You know, I wish, I wish something and I, I, I'm not supposed to rely on other people for my motivation, but I wish there would have been someone to kind of push me to continue pursuing that, that I guess, field of study, computer science. Because um, when, whenever I had a laptop, I would actually do some of those like basic online courses of computer science to kind of, I guess, learn how to design video games, you know? And I would seek that out on my own, but... It was just something that didn't, I I guess it turned it off for me, you know, like I didn't see the point in it. Um, A lot of what my parents emphasized was to do good in school um, so that you could do what you want in the future. But that didn't necessarily click with me at the time. Um, That was really all the enforcement I can think of where someone was actually trying to push me and after a certain point, uh, my parents kind of eased off on me, you know, um, they kind of let me do what I want. Um, which I don't blame them. You know, if you have a stubborn child who doesn't want to listen to you, you know, after living 30, 40 years already, and they still don't want to listen to you, of course, I'd kind of just let them do what they want. I'd still support them, but if they know the basic expectations, they should be okay. And I don't blame my parents for, I mean, it seemed like they had that attitude, but I don't blame them for that. Um, so yeah, freshman year, kind of, kind of bad in terms of performance academically. Sophomore year, I met a new group of guys and I mentioned them in the middle school segment of this podcast. Uh, Andre, Aaron Chen, uh, Amit, Dylan, David, Jason, we have Krish, Pablo. Did I say Raph already? I think I said Raph. Well, if I didn't, there's Raph as well. Mikey. Man, what a great group of guys. Um, So the way it started was, or the way I kind of joined them, because they were already a group since like middle school, and I wasn't a part of their group. I like knew of them. But whatever, you know, that wasn't my group. Um, Not that we were assigned groups or anything, but like, you know, you had your preferred group of friends. Um, I had uh, a course, environmental science. That was the course, environmental science with Miss Segura. 
And I was in that class with this man, this dude, this guy named Andre Homoy. Um, and oh man, I don't know if this was wrong of me, but he's Filipino. And the first thing I asked him was, Hey, do you play league, you know, league of legends? Uh, and he said, yes. Uh, and so I was like, Oh, cool. Can I play with you? And from there he would invite me to their Skype calls cause, uh, they use Skype to, I guess, call each other while playing the game. Man, when I tell you it was such a change of pace in terms of uh, group dynamic, I I really enjoyed it, but I was overwhelmed. Uh, I cannot really explain why, but I was overwhelmed. And uh, it was a great time, you know. I got to get close to those guys pretty well. You know, they ended up being the group I would hang out the most with. And, yeah, I'd go with them to the library, you know. And we, Oh, man. I bet you're thinking, ah, oh, is this where you started, like, studying and stuff? Hell no. Like, um, how do I explain this? I think 10th grade or 11th grade was around the time Fortnite came out. I remember Fortnite dancing on the tables, low-key, you know, kind of. Mm, still being disruptive just in a library, private setting. I don't know if Amit was, like, doing his freaking... Uh, what are AR millionaire tests? I don't know if that's still a thing in high school. He probably was for fun, uh, playing chess or some crazy stuff like that. What a nerd. Um, but anyways, moving forward, great group of guys. Um, yeah, sophomore year, kind of a blur. Not gonna lie, I used to work out, believe it or not, used to lift weights uh, a lot. Uh, it wasn't to the point where I look like Diego, but I mean, I could, I could win some arm wrestles if you know what I'm saying, you know, um, great time, great time to be alive. Um, what else happened sophomore year? Mm, Renfest was a great tradition at the science Academy. Um, loved the food, loved the creativity of the students. Um, the previous year, the, the, the three years before my senior year had some great examples of what to do and what not to do. For example, um, they had a jail booth where you could pay tickets to put someone in a pen for a couple of minutes. And you could also pay for them for the, I guess the guards to go and hunt down whoever you want to put in jail. Um, not sure if it was my junior year or sophomore year, but long story short, someone got hit in the face, had a bloody nose they cried and administration was like, Hey, you can't be tackling people anywhere. You can't be basically horse playing horse, uh, horse playing. Yeah. I think that's the term, um, during this event. Cause you know, someone got hurt, had a nosebleed and they cried to the administration, whatever. Um, bummer. Right. But let's be honest. I do not think I would have run that booth. No, instead we had a different idea, but I'll explore that once my time comes to senior year. Um, going into 11th grade, uh, I was like, Oh, this girl's pretty man. If only she went to the science Academy, her name was Valeria, Valeria. Right. And I was like, Oh, she's so pretty. Whatever. Yada, yada. Um, it is what it is. Whatever, you know? Um, well, Turns out, first day of pre-calculus, who's in my class? This girl named Valeria. And she looks exactly like the girl I was looking, or I guess stalking would be the right term, on Instagram. 
man when i tell you like a lot of my life is is it's weird it's like i think of something i'm like oh imagine if that was the case and then it actually happens i'm not kidding like a lot of my life has been that way it's just i've i've been aware of it like recently like reflecting on my life i'm barely realizing that that's that's the case for a lot of things um anyways uh she ends up being in my class my pre-calculus class and i end up you know kind of bird dancing you know kind of kind of showing her what i got um and i mean let's be real how could she resist right uh talk to her romantically for like 10 days and here we are four years later still dating you know uh yeah that's right that girl who i manifested without even knowing it we're dating still uh kind of crazy right high school sweethearts didn't think that would be me um my parents were high school sweethearts but i did not i did not get that idea from my parents this is all natural you know this just happened the way it did um so yeah me and Valeria still dating. She goes to AM. I go to UTRGV. It is what it is. Um, yeah, 11th grade. Hmm. Can't think of any other um, highlights. But I mean, if you want to kind of see, see like a documented version of my life, you can go to this Instagram page called, uh, let me pull it up really quick Los Chinos Baby. L-O-S-C-H-I-N-O-S-B-A-B-Y-Y-Y. Los Chinos Baby. And if you scroll back, you can kind of see, I guess, a documentation of like my group or the group that I'm a part of. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's like a mini diary that we formed. Um, love it. I absolutely love it. Um, we got some great graphic designers in our group. Um, we got some creative artists, some creative writers. Um, and then we have those people who are just fo- photogenic, like Jason and Pablo, absolute monsters when it comes to the camera. Um, yeah. And, um, just to reiterate, like my general attitude towards high school was very, uh, who cared, you know, why did it matter? Um, why did school matter? And I guess we can focus in on a little bit more on my senior year, um, we had this project called EDD and it's like a senior design project where you spend the whole year planning a project, justifying its, I guess, usefulness, and then actually making a prototype. Um, mine was on a walker and basically the problem that we found was that some walkers cannot go over cracks, right? Like small cracks and the patient, or I guess the user operator has to lift that walker up so that they can get over that crack. Um, if you think about a walker though, you don't want an 80 year old, 80 year old man or woman with like arthritis lifting that walker over, over stuff. You know, the walker's pretty, pretty hefty if you try lifting it, especially at that age with arthritis, right? So our solution was to create a sort of suspension system um, that when it's pushed up against a crack, it'll kind of fold over that crack, give in, and then snap back into place so that they don't lose that support from the wheels. Um, great team, Matthias, Rafael, Valeria, and I, awesome team. 
Um, yeah, uh, I collaborated with this man, or we collaborated with this this, this teacher at our school named Mr. Konechny. Um, aerospace industry guy, you know, awesome, very smart, good at CAD, 3D modeling. Um, and a lot of his experiences kind of rubbed off on me. Um, he taught me about making composites, which crazy story. Um, I still make composites right now in college, but that's for the college segment. Um, yeah. So I guess my, my passion for becoming an astronaut or contributing to getting humans back to the moon um, came from that, from the fact that there was someone knowledgeable in my life who kind of gave me a glimpse about what it is to be an engineer um, and what it is to see a project from start to finish, you know, uh, technical, no, not technical. Um, I guess the saying is cradle to grave, you know, you get to see your project cradle to grave you know, cradle, baby, Wah. um, you kind of think about it, whatever, conceive the baby, um, give birth to it, and then you kind of watch it age, you know, develop the project, and then finally, you're done with the project, and the project is standardized, you know, finished, you know, that's the grave, that's it, you don't really need to do much, you know, um, so yeah, that was, uh, my first honest experience of engineering, and I loved it, I absolutely loved the problem solving part, although I, I definitely think there could have been better ways to improve our project and our presentation. Um, moving on to the next section, college, right? Yes. So uh, just to reiterate that last push uh, from from high school to college was great. Had some great teachers, great motivators. Um, Mr. Valdez, awesome guy, Mr. Mills, we had Mr. Konechny, awesome guy, Mr. Aguilera, the counselor, oh man, great guy, awesome friend, I still keep in touch with him, helped me with a lot of stuff, um, and at this point, having a pretty girlfriend who was smart, or is smart, was, is, whatever, you know, at the time she was smart, now she still is, um, yeah, did a, did a lot for my confidence, you know, and I don't think I can, I don't think I mean that in a bad way. I benefited a lot from her support and I benefited a lot from Mr. Aguilera's support, uh, Mr. Konechny's, Mr. Valdez's. Uh, yeah, great time. Awesome time to be alive. And I'm so glad um, I went to that high school because it is what you make of it. You know, I think I think a lot of you guys out there have heard that saying. Um, but I, I believe that's true and I will tell you why in this next portion of the podcast. All right. So here we go. Talking about college, right? Um, let's see if you guys want, I can kind of, uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't even give or get real, uh, like real time feedback, um, from you guys. Um, but I'm going to assume you want to know about I guess college apps, not that it matters, right? But, um, hmm. like I said, did not care about school. SATs were like mid, you know, average, whatever. Um, I only applied to A&M and UT or GV. Uh, oh, and UT Austin, actually. I did apply to UT Austin. Got capped, right, by UT Austin. Not mad, you know, not at all. Um, 
got capped and then um as far as a&m i got their version of being capped as well just with the a&m school system so i stuck with utrgv and i'll tell you why but really quick i'm gonna backtrack i got my lifeguard certification (laughs) um i think my junior year of high school greatest decision of my life i i worked at the uh City of McAllen, City of McAllen, I worked with them, and I met some great people. Um, I worked with my friend Rachel. Uh, Valeria also got her lifeguard certification with me, which was pretty, pretty badass, you know, pretty cool. Uh, And yeah, like, got my certification lifeguarded up until college. I guess I'll throw that in when I start speaking about college. Um, So moving into college, I stayed at UTRGV. Um, a lot of the talk in high school was, man, UTRGV sucks. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, I kind of felt that way too, but I didn't do anything to get out of it. You know, I didn't do anything to secure a spot at a school that I did want to go to, which, by the way, there were no schools I wanted to go to. You know, I did not care about school at the time. Um, so, yeah, stuck with the UTRGV. I was going to make the most of it. Me and Mikey man, we're going to make the first, uh, collegiate rocketry, high powered rocketry team at UTRGV. We were convinced. Well, surprise, surprise. We get to UTRGV, uh, roundup, you know, um, orientation, whatever. Um, turns out there's already one, the rocket launchers at UTRGV. It's led by Shadi, Omar, Franer, Carlos, Luis, Kane, uh, and a couple others. You know, that was my first introduction to the rocket launchers at UTRGV. So basically, someone had the same idea as me and Mikey when we first entered into college. No, into high school. So in 2016, I think, was when the organization was birthed or brought up, introduced. Uh, But there was no marketing in terms of... Like, I I had no idea it existed until I went to that orientation um, so yeah, I obviously signed up. I was like, Hey guys, can I join? And uh, they were all, they were stoked. You know, people were actually interested in me and Mikey, man, we wanted to get into that club. Um, and so we did. And I formed some amazing relationships with those people who, by the way, were all going into like their senior year of college. So kind of a bummer. I only got to really spend time with them for, a little less than a year because COVID also hit, but that's that's for a little bit later. Um, but anyways, orientation pretty cool. Got to get the the gist of who was, who was my comp competition, um, because honestly, that it is what it is. You know, uh, you're competing for the same jobs, same internships, uh, whatever. And yeah, so I went into that only knowing Mikey. Um, the rocket launchers held a game night which i (laughs) crazy thing that's where i met some of my uh, awesome friends my awesome engineering friends so i got to meet um frankie and diego i'm not too sure if xavier was there um but yeah frankie and diego got to meet them there with mikey and from there on it was just that was that was the group you know we had no name but that was us and i'd see them whenever we went to the rocket launchers on fridays and um yeah that was that was pretty much 
the only friends I really had. Oh, chemistry was cool. I met uh, Dulce. I met Nab. Oh, Nabdeep. I've known since STPA, uh, but she was there too. Um, again, Diego was in my chemistry class. I don't think Frankie was, but Ricky was in my chemistry class as well. Um, it was all a blur pretty much. I mean, I don't want to think too much about it, but, uh, beginning the first year of college was kind of, I don't know, man, the, the vibes were weird. The vibes were very weird and there was no reason for it. It's just, it is what it is. You know, the vibes were weird. The music I was listening to was like, uh, Steely Dan. What, what was the name of the song? Hmm. I don't know, but Steely Dan, there's this one song he plays. Um, are you reeling in the year, the years? I believe that's the name of the song. Anyways, crazy song. Whenever that comes up, I just think about my first semester or two in college, which is insane that it had that much of an impact on me. Um, yeah. So, uh, moving on a little bit, I think it was like second semester. Uh, I met this uh, fat foreheaded person, a great friend of mine named Leslie, uh, Leslie Perez. Yeah. Daniela Garcia, something like that. Leslie Daniela Perez i don't know i forgot her name um yeah so i uh met her and i was like oh cool like do you want to join the rocket launchers uh long story short i'm the reason my friend joined the rocket launchers um because i i would bring it up in chemistry class and i think i kind of like she was like she she i don't know how she found my number i think through one of um our chemistry contacts or like my partner or whatever she's like hey how can i join the club and i was like oh, i'll do this and I'm the reason she's so successful today. Anyways, um, don't ask her about that. Right. That's my opinion. Whatever. Um, is it true? <laughs> sure. Um, uh, moving on. Um, yeah. Rocket launchers. That was my home for the first semester of college and most of the second semester of college. It was a great place to be a great place to learn. And it's where I found a lot of success um, around December, November timeframe of 2019, you know, that fall semester, um, they needed a payload team lead. So I was like, Hey, sign me up, you know? And so I became payload team lead. Uh, but I forgot to mention my first week at UTRGV, I found a group called the American Society of Mechanical Engineers. And it was led by this president named Ivan, right? Um, and Mikey and I joined that org together and man, the first weekend of college, I was already working on a design project for a quadcopter with the, I am no, sorry. I dream 3d, um, competition hosted by the national ASME, like mother chapter, you know, like the main one, um, man, to think how life-changing that was for the president to kind of just pull me in to that org and, hey, man, you got to start working. Oh, boy, it did wonders for me. It did wonders for, I guess, my professional development and my personal, like, confidence. Um, man, I, I, I don't think I've ever met, or up to that point, I hadn't met someone so, like, uh, organized and, like, so maybe passionate is the right word he was like dead set on being successful. And I think it was cause they were successful in the previous year. 
Um, man, I made, I met some great people through that organization. Like I said, Ivan, there's, um, Alex, uh, Kevin. And then, um, I mean, long story short, Ivan ended up giving me the role of team lead for my, I dream, I dream 3d like team. And I got to, me and Mikey basically got to recruit whoever we wanted. So, um, we invited Ricky, um, Diego, uh, Frankie didn't really come in till later. Uh, Leslie Navdeep. We had John. Uh, we had Santos. Um, and there was a few others who kind of phased in and out of our, I guess, our team. But man, like the development I experienced in that short amount of time was insane. Like I had so many come to Jesus moments with Ivan where I just got roasted for not carrying the team efficiently you know and rightfully so like looking back on it i completely agree with his judgment um sorry for that um yeah i completely agree with his judgment um yeah my my goal entering college was to land an internship with spacex and work with them because i i i saw it as the fastest way to the moon or i saw that company being the fastest way to the moon um, so I, that was my goal entering college and the way I was going to do it was through organizations. And let me just tell you where I got that advice. Um, I have a cousin named, uh, Abril, right? She's a civil engineer who graduated from UT Austin. I mean, being that she was like one of the first engineers in my family, aside from Omar, um, uh, aside from my cousin Jacob in Houston, right? Anyways, uh, her advice was pretty simple. It was just like, get involved, go to the ship national conference and get, you know, find yourself a position on an org, you know, like do be active. Don't wait until your final two years of college, like do it now. And I did it. And I mean, it's done wonders for me. Like I, I, I owe I owe her a steak dinner, just like I owe Ivan four steak dinners. Um, but anyways, moving on, um, COVID hit 2020 in March, right? I was set, okay, I'm doing aerodynamics and propulsion research with Dr. Chutabali. Um, I was set to go to Montana for a research conference. And then I was set to go to Perry, Georgia for the iDream 4D or iDream 3D, iDream 3D competition. And then I was going to go to Alabama for the NASA Rover competition. And I was going to go to uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico for the uh, rocket launchers competition. So, you know, I, I was set to go on like four trips to four, um, four different states. Yeah, four different states pretty much paid for. Uh, but then COVID hit. Isn't that crazy? COVID hit at that time. Huge bummer because all those come to Jesus moments, all those roasts, right? All that hard work, getting into a research lab, um, becoming a team lead on the rocketry team, dedicating so much time to building a rocket, um, trying to learn as much as I can before those seniors graduated. Um, what else? There, there was just a list of things that were lined up and going perfectly. And the fact that COVID came in at that time really sucks. Um, and looking back on it, I try not to spend too much time um, thinking about how much it sucks. But it, it, I mean, like clear and simple, it sucked um, having to deal with that. Like that was, that was like a setback in my eyes. And um, I needed to find a way to, I guess, balance out 
that inconvenience. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Did school online for a bit. The great part is that I made some excellent friends who we all were pretty much at the same spot in mechanical engineering. Um, Ricky, Frankie, Diego, Dulce, Daniel, Navdeep, Mikey. Um, I'm trying to think who else was there with us. That's pretty much it. Xavier. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Like we were all just taking courses together. So that made engineering a lot more enjoyable. The fact that I actually had friends to, I guess, go through the, uh, how, how do I say it? into the thick of it. Um, yeah, so we were all roughing it out together. Uh, Leslie's computer engineering, so I didn't really um, struggle with her, right? Because she's like, I don't know, coding, whatever, dumb. Um, but respectable, you know, dumb in my opinion, but my opinion doesn't matter. Um, please ignore that comment. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, yeah, so crazy thing. I got okay moving on from college i mean who cares about my grades who cares about my orgs my point is okay actually i care about my orgs um fast forward i became vice president of the rocket launchers about a month and a half later or so uh, i ended up being the president due to unforeseen circumstances um i became the president and man yeah imagine leading a, a student org at the university um, with some people who want to do stuff in engineering, right? How do you do that? Oh, well, I figured it out um, and it's been great. I am the president again for the second year in a row and I think I am doing great and I will not be taking any input from my members because I think I am doing great. Um, I kind of re relaxed my role in ASME being that I took this new role in the rocket launchers and we are doing great and I am doing great because I am a great leader and a great president and I'm the best president. Anyways, moving on. Um, I got an interview with Procter and Gamble my first semester of college, which was insane to me because they have you take a logic test and they give you a, be, I guess, behavioral test as well. And I passed that. And I got an interview with a guy who was, I guess, the team lead for the Swiffer brush. Kind of crazy, right? I mean, the guy who pretty much designed and, I guess, manufactured that Swiffer brush, he interviewed me. And man, I had nothing to talk about. That was like my first real interview with a pretty large company. I mean, if you if you think about toilet paper, body soap, body wash, toothpaste, any household items, PNG probably makes it. And that's the company I got an interview with. Um, long story short, bombed it, but it was a great experience. I do not see myself manufacturing household items, so it wasn't that much of a hurt, uh, like a bump to my ego. Um, and by the way, I have a pretty big, um, ego. Um, it wasn't that much of a hit to my ego. Um, but it was a, if anything, it was a booster, you know, freshman first semester getting an interview with a company like that. Like, man, oh man. Um, anyways, moving on, I went to as many career fairs as I can and I came across Exxon Mobile and I had a, a, a pretty good resume, I think, for a freshman and I gave it my all. I went up to them, being that they're like the only company aside from Toyota that goes to our career fairs for engineering. Um, 
I went ahead and approached the recruiter and I was like, hey, like I'm looking for any opportunities for freshmen. And the the man who goes by the name of Manny, um, he kind of let me know that there were none for freshmen and to try again in the future. But there is the Future Leaders Academy. Hmm. What a great program. Future Leaders Academy. Keep that in mind. Um, Anyways. Future Leaders Academy. Um, fast forward, pretty much a dry spell. Nothing biting on my resume search at all, or my resume search, my internship search. Um, it wasn't until uh, fall of 2020 where um, Exxon, okay, I had an avionics interview with SpaceX, right? Pretty crazy because that's the company I want to go work at. Uh, I had an avionics interview with them, completely bombed it because I knew nothing about that portion of engineering. Um, and I was bummed. Like that was my last chance at getting a, a spot for the summer of 2021. Well, Exxon Mobil reached out saying, hey, would you like to take part in this three day program called the Future Leaders Academy? Well, man, I, of course I said yes, you know, like the guy who called me, Joseph, great guy, sounded amazing, um, sold the, the program, and man, had I said no, oh boy, I would I would be living in regret right now, because this, this opportunity was very life-changing for me. I said yes, went through a three-day program, mind you, these are 24 sophomores from the entire United States, and I was one of them. You know, a student who did not care about school in high school, who stayed at UTRGV, great school, by the way, stayed at UTRGV um, and set out to kind of prove that UTRGV was a good school and that you could do anything, right? Like college is what you make of it. And I set out to prove that. No one challenged me on that. I just decided I wanted to kind of be the person who could represent that idea or that mentality. Anyways, 24 students in the entire United States, and I was one of them. And the worst part, it didn't even phase me. And I, maybe this isn't the right place to talk about it, you know, y'all aren't psychologists, but uh, there's a struggle where I earn something exciting, it's exciting for like 30 minutes, and then life just goes on. But, I mean, the reality is, this was an excellent opportunity and at the conclusion of the three-day program, I was given an offer at ExxonMobil for the summer of 2021. Yeah, my life pretty much changed after that. So I finished spring of 2021, my school, packed up, ready for ExxonMobil. And I went into ExxonMobil as a pricing intern. Man, did I learn a lot about Excel 2013. Oh my God. Um, I met some great, great friends. I can list them to you, right? We got Rogelio, my freaking roommate. Valentin, also my roommate. We got Mark Shara, right? Great guy. We have Myra Lara, right? Awesome, awesome gal. Christina, oh shoot. Garcia, aha. Awesome gal. And Maya. I don't know Maya's last name. Spears, Maya Spears, hell yeah, Maya, awesome, awesome, Grandma Spears, 10 out of 10, great friend, um, yeah, and I, I come to find out that another one of the students in that program, 
uh, is a girl by the name of Anna who happened to go to the same middle school as me. And additionally, she went to like the same si- or a sister school within my district, which was absolutely mind blowing. She goes to Stanford. You know, she's a total badass, I believe, pursuing civil engineering. And we ended up in the same program, you know, from the same small town, whatever city in the United States, South, Southern Rio Grande Valley, Southern Texas. She's in, I think, I don't know where Stanford is. I believe, I'm not going to guess where it is, but she's wherever Stanford is. And I'm at UTRGV and we ended up in the same program. I thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, But, you know, success from the RGV. Um, Yeah. Happy about that. Very cool. I had a great time. Um, I'm not sure how much I can discuss about that internship, but all I'm going to say is, um, some of the learnings I had, let me see how many, how many minutes we're in. Oh, we're in 80 minutes. Okay. Uh, I got to start wrapping it up soon. Uh, some of the learnings are from my manager is that you should always sell yourself as the best in all that you do. Um, there's one thing to be good at something and there's another thing to be good at marketing yourself. Um, but it's, it's, it's a, it's an awesome thing to be able to do both. You know, you don't want to be, uh, all talk with no bite, but you don't want to be all bite with no talk, you know, doesn't make any sense. Um, so why not have a bit of both? And that stuck with me. Um, I learned that I should take more ownership of my projects and I should say, I should be a little bit more proactive with what I do. Um, no one's going to hold your hand in the real world, right? So you got to kind of make, make the best of it. Um, I learned that you can network with anybody if you put in the effort and don't be afraid to reach out to people. Um, I learned that. I think that's like the best takeaway I got from Exxon mobile, um, which by the way, actually I'll keep that. I'll keep that for later. Um, yeah, great learning from Exxon mobile. Um, had a great time. My, my, um, supervisor, mentor, Lali, awesome lady. Um, she was a great mentor, honestly. Um, I, w- I wouldn't have asked for anybody else. And I learned a lot from her. I'm thankful for her patience and I'm thankful for her professionalism. And I'm thankful that she's just a great person overall. Um, and yeah, I mean, Houston was great. I um, got to try a lot of good food, made a lot of great friends, um, which, by the way, they're all over the U.S., like I said. So, um, yeah. And I mean, LinkedIn, if you're listening and you're pursuing STEM or any other field, LinkedIn is uh, one of your best resources as I mean, as I mean, I don't know if it sounds terrible. This isn't an ad, but it's a great resource. It's been working for me. Um, And yeah, so after getting Exxon Mobil, I pushed for Toyota. Grateful for my buddy Ricky, by the way. My buddy Ricky is a total badass. So 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 is my group. Okay, so I'm I'm in a group at UTRGV called the the Fat Asses. We got Ricky, Diego, Frankie, Xavier, Mikey, and I. And basically... Uh, we're just a group of badass students who um, are very successful. So, for example, Ricky landed a Toyota co-op in the spring of 2021. And then he landed a Mortensen co-op or uh, sorry, internship in the summer in Houston. Right. 
went back to school fall of 2021 and he's going to Tesla summer of 2022. Like that guy just radiates success. Diego, uh, awesome student, I think straight A student. And he's currently completing a Toyota co-op as well. Frankie, same, same shoes, you know, a straight A student, very smart. And he's doing a Toyota co-op. Xavier, very smart. He's currently doing a team lead uh, position for our SPAC team at the Rocket Launchers. Um, yeah, Mikey, awesome guy, very creative, and he's doing what he loves, um, or he's he's pursuing that. Um, and then uh, in my case, um, landed an Exxon Mobil internship summer of 2021, uh, and then I landed one at Toyota, which I'm currently that's my current position. Um, it's been a great couple months i learned a lot i learned what it is to be an actual engineer i've learned about the analytical side of things um and um you know my experience at toyota and exxon mobile combined and i'm happy to say this but combined they've made me a great engineer in, in the making and i think i was able to demonstrate that um i guess that proficiency because I interviewed with SpaceX in November, November 3rd, actually. And on November 4th, I got an offer to uh, join them as an intern for the summer of 2020. Oh, sorry. Actually, for this coming spring, spring of 2022. So in about a month, a month or two, I'll be at SpaceX doing exactly what I set out to do at the beginning of my college experience. And that's crazy to me. You know, like... Um, leading everything leading up to this point has been pretty bland except for when college took off you know except for when i found some great friends everything has been pretty normal but what feels so surreal is the amount of success i've been finding and it's not because i'm smart or like super smart you know if you want to go based off of gpa i have a 3.52 gpa and i've only been in college for five semesters that's I'm, I'm my trend right now is pretty steep in the in the negative direction you know I'm, I'm going downhill but my effort outside of school and in organizations and in marketing myself and building my own personal brand has been very successful and I'm proud of that uh, I just wanted to say that manifesting works as well I would man okay yeah, I'll, I'll explain that in another podcast, I guess. Um, but yeah, um, manifesting works. Putting an effort to whatever you want to do will help you get there. And it's okay if you don't get there. I, I mean, I left out a lot of the failures I had. I mean, there was several like interviews I had with SpaceX that ended up with me in tears because I did not know enough to actually contribute to the mission, you know? I don't blame them. They're a pretty um, crazy group of engineers, super smart. Um, and you got to kind of demonstrate that you can handle that that workload and contribute, you know, um, that you can work in the team. And I was never able to demonstrate that. But now I can. And I am super happy with where I am. Like the amount of failure I've had leading up to this point has been insane. But I think I accelerated it by just keep on going. I just kept on going, you know. Um, there is no secret. I'm not like some magician, you know. Um, 
it just so happened to thankfully have a idea an idea of what I wanted to do and I just hit it hard um, that's what a lot of my life has revolved around for the last two years um, yeah I mean I, I think I've maintained a happy healthy social life and at the same time um, but in terms of my schooling and internship search I've worked very hard um, to get where I am today and I'm I mean, I'm trying to be proud of where I am, but there's a part of me that says it, it isn't enough, you know, but what is enough? Like this was a goal I had set for myself at the end of my college career. And I, I achieved it like two years in, I've only been at the university for about two years and I'm already where I'm at or where I wanted to be. So what's next? Maybe that's something for a different podcast. Maybe. Um, but uh, as it's looking right now, I believe that may be the end of this podcast. Um, feel free to, I'll, I'll be linking my social media in the description. Um, so feel free to connect with me if you have any questions. I'm trying to think about what else. No, yeah, put it, put in the work, you know, don't doubt yourself. Just keep going. There's no progress bar like in video games. Um, but yeah, just to be clear, I'm not saying I'm self-made or anything like that. I've had a lot of great mentors and a lot of external help to get where I am today. And it wasn't by chance. I I sought out that help in many, many different ways. Uh, LinkedIn was one of them. Um, just reaching out through emails was another way. Just building relationships with people, no matter what their status is, because at the end of the day, they're all humans, just like me. And that went mild, like that, that took me far um, in terms of my pres- professional development. Um, so keep that in mind. I'm not self-made. Um, I had a great support group of my, my pals, the fat asses, my parents, my brother, uh, my girlfriend, my friends. Um, yeah. So look for that in your life. It's not the only way to get to where you want to be, but my opinion, it's the best way because it worked out for me. Um, That is it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Um, If you made it this far, I appreciate it. Uh, Please feel free to give me feedback on this. Although, like I said, this is not for your benefit. This is for my benefit. So don't even bother. Um, Anyways, thank you. Have a good night and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.